Lesson from the Prophecy of Ezekiel For thus says the Lord, Behold, I, I myself, will search for my sheep, and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when some of his sheep have been scattered abroad, so will I seek out my sheep, and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries, and I will bring them into their own land, and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the fountains, and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture, and upon the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and on fat pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the crippled, and I will strengthen the weak, and the fat and the strong I will watch over. I will feed them in justice. Continuation of the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate them, one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep at his right hand, but the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, O blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see thee hungry, and feed thee, or thirsty, and give thee drink? And when did we see thee a stranger, and welcome thee, or naked, and clothe thee? And when did we see thee sick, or in person, and visit thee? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, Depart from me. You cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when did we see thee hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to thee? Then he will answer them, Truly, I say to you, as you did it not to one of the least of these, you did it not to me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The saving words of the gospel. Well, as we begin today, we continue our spiritual pilgrimage uh, with the ancient catechumens in Rome going from the Collect Church, which is St. Cosmos and Damien on the edge of the Roman Forum, then walking along over toward the, the Esquiline Hill, and a little outcropping of the Esquiline, there's a, a church there called St. Peter in Chains, Ad Vincula, St. Peter, where the chains are, and there are um, preserved there the chains with which Peter had been bound. And in Rome, since you, they never honored Peter without honoring Paul, for example, at a feast day, 
if it has to do something with Peter, they'll always add another oration in the Mass in honor, commemoration of St. Paul of some sort. So just as we have the two figures of saints, Cosmos and Damien, at that church, in a way we also have two figures of saints at St. Peter in Chains, even though it's only named after one of them. Paul is always included, he's always commemorated with, together with Peter. So we have these pairs, and that uh, so the night have something to do with the reason why they chose Cosmos and Damien as the Colic Church. That it was an extremely popular uh, church. Uh, they were deeply venerated in the early church. Um, today we also have the feast day of Saint Thomas Aquinas, the angelic doctor, and um, whose importance is so monumental, so titanic in the church that uh, to try to talk about him in, a, in just a moment. Um, Maybe doesn't do him the honor that, that he's due. But I do have behind me here, and maybe you can see, um, I have a, a little candle lit by the reliquary, where I have a first-class relic of, of St. Thomas Aquinas. So he's with us here today. Um, I would ask his special uh, intercession uh, for the church and for theologians, for seminarians especially today. Um, seminar he is the only saint... Um, he's the only saint, apart from the mention of feast days, in, mentioned by name in all of canon law. That's because his name is specifically mentioned in the formation of seminarians. It says that they are to be formed in theology, especially according to the theology of St. Thomas Aquinas. And that's one of the authors that they almost never get. And so it's incredible. Um, and then you see, you know, the results of that are that, for example, in a document like Amoris Laetitia, they used St. Thomas Aquinas uh, to justify communion for adulterers, which is, you know, just, I mean, what are you going to do with that? So, okay, um, what do we have going on here? Um, the readings today from Ezekiel 34 and from Matthew 25 happened to be the same readings chosen in the Novus Ordo for the Feast of Christ the King in year A. Remember, in the Novus Ordo, we got year A, year B, year C. So, you know, who knows what readings you're going to have from year to year, but these were chosen for Christ the King, which is the last, in the Novus Ordo calendar, it's the last Sunday of the year. And, of course, it, both of these things have to do with the end of the world, don't they? Um, what is going to be, you know, wonderful for the, the sheep that the shepherd gathers to himself in the prophets of Ezekiel, and what's going to happen to between the sheep and the goats, on the other hand, when the Son of Man comes in his glory with all his angels with him, and it's the parousia, and it's the, it's the final judgment. Now, we have this analogy of the, the separation of goats from sheep. Well, you know, think about this, sheep and goats... Um, one tend to be kind of docile, and the other tend to be kind of headstrong and, and difficult to manage. And so you can see how they can be uh, an analogy for those who are docile to the Word of God and those who might resist it. And, of course, we have here also um, the conditions for entering into the pasture of the Lord, entering in to the um, kingdom prepared from the foundation of the world. 
And you know how wonderful that is going to be. The kingdom prepared from the foundation of the world. God has known all along who is going to be there and why. But we need to work these things out in fear and trembling. And he gives us the conditions for entering today, which are really works of mercy, aren't they? They're just works of mercy. And what are the conditions of hell? Well, not horrible sins of commission. Oh, you goats over there, you were, you were adulterers and murderers and, and thieves and liars and, and uh, fornicators and so forth. No, the, they are condemned because of sins of omission, not sins of commission. They are condemned for what they failed to do rather than what they did. Failing to love God in the person of their neighbor is what get them separated from the sheep and off into the eternal fire. So we have um, a very strong admonition here in the context of readings that have to do with our eternal destiny um, to urge us to perform works of mercy. Works of mercy can be both spiritual and also corporal, and we have to attend to both of them. And the point that we can walk away, and we, you know, we can take away with us into the rest of our day, is that uh, Christianity isn't an abstract notion. It's not a philosophy. It's a way of life with concrete ramifications, both in the present and for eternal life. Dominus obiscum, oremus. Levavo oculos meus, et consideravo mi revilea tua domine, et docias me justitias tuas, da mihi intellectum, et discam mandata tua.